This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, the Zombie King. Seven souls, seven steps, seven days to hell. I still haven't seen John Connor. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. Atlanta? Hello? Atlanta? Can you hear us? Don't go into the light. Hmm. Well, nobody said anything wildly offensive about my character, so I guess he's not here. <laughs> no. Yeah. He is not, sadly, because I would have loved to inflict this movie upon him. Yeah, he came down with a bad case of getting out of watching this movie. Yeah. Uh, yes, but this movie, who was this suggested by, Chris? This was suggested by my wife. Uh, my wife. <laughs> What's her full name? No. It's Mrs. Christabel Aloysius. Yeah. Yes. The third, Esquire, Esquire. Esquire, Esquire. Very important. Yes, because she's also an Esquire. Yeah. So she takes your she takes your name, your last name. You get the Esquire comes along with it, and then she adds her Esquire. Yeah. It's only fair. Yep. And uh, in fairness, the only reason this movie was brought to the front was because uh, it stars both Edward Furlong and Corey Feldman. But 2016 versions of them. Yes. We'll say. You say say stars. Features. (laughs) Contains? Uh, They are in it. Okay, I would say maybe Edward Furlong is featured. I don't think we could really call Corey Feldman featured for this. He stumbled on set for some amount of time. Not even intentionally. He was just there. Yeah. He was he was ascending into the millennium or something. Yeah, he was uh, he was on his record tour, and just so happened to be hanging out. Yeah. Have you seen that really cringy video of Corey Feldman like performing a Michael Jackson song dressed up like Michael Jackson? Yeah. Yeah, that was worse than his performance here. I will say that. That's true. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen Corey Feldman involved with. Yeah, definitely not the best either, though. Yeah. Want to make that clear. But, you know, we probably should actually talk our normal way about the movie, Chris. I'll try. (laughs) So how does this movie start? Well... It starts at the beginning. Ooh. And already I'm lost because I, I seriously don't remember. I think there was a milkman and a mailman yeah. arguing with each other. And then there's a dude in a tree. Yeah. That they that they both make fun of. And he is uh 
Tree Man is some sort of professional ticket writer? Oh, yeah, he's a meter maid. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And they're all banding together on account of the uh, zombie apocalypse that is on them. Yes. And apparently the milkman likes to hit the hit the zombies in the head with empty milk bottles. That's his jam. That's his go-to move. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't kill them. It just, like, stops them for a little bit, I guess. Yeah. And, uh... Did... Did you like Shaun of the Dead? Yes. Oh, well, I have some sad news for you. <laughs> this movie, I I've, I, know Shaun of the Dead, and this movie is no Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the meme, you know? Like, I want Shaun of the Dead. We have Shaun of the Dead at home. And then this is the Shaun of the Dead at home. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely the the Lee jeans versus the Levi's jeans. Yeah, this is the Kirkland's best Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> I, I mean, it's not Turkish Shaun of the Dead, so that's probably good. Yeah, but is it? Because I think that might have been better. That might have been, yeah, to be fair. <laughs> Turkish Star Wars is pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> I still need to watch that. I haven't watched that yet. I know that's probably surprising to people, but yeah. I also haven't watched the holiday special, which I probably need to inflict upon myself at some point. You haven't lived until you've had a Wookiee VR porn thing going. That's pretty great. I don't know what that is. Yeah, there's a, there's a part where the Grandpa Wookiee puts on his VR headset and uh, has a sultry song sang to him. Okay, I thought you were saying that there was VR porn that featured Wookiees. Oh, almost assuredly. <laughs> but that's not important for this conversation. Okay, good. It's a different conversation. One we'll have off mic. Yeah. Although apparently Christian did appreciate our porn searching tips from the last episode. I mean, it's a public service. Yeah, you know, like those hot tips like, just put the porn star's name into Google. Yeah. It's a good first step. Bing bing it. Bing it, I think you mean. Yeah. (laughs) Because it sounded like you were calling me a bigot. Uh, no, no. Yet. You want, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But anyway, so these jerks, they, uh, running from zombies. Uh, there's a They're kid zombie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the girl zombie. So, I mean, that's fun when he bashes a girl in the head with a milk bottle. Yeah, that that was something I guess needed to happen in cinema. Yeah. It was artistically necessary. Yeah. It never been done before. It's a metaphor. I probably don't want to know for what. That's fair. That's that is the only reasonable response. Yeah. And uh so okay. Just in fairness, 
Oh, you're gonna give away the secret of the movie, Chris? It's trap, trap. It's crap. It's trash. It's garbage. <laughs> so it's not dubstep or uh, breakcore. It's just trap. Yeah, it's just trap. We'll do our best, but in fairness to us, not that we're good at this, but I think it's probably safe to say this is an even 50-50 split on we're bad at doing this, and fuck all happens for, like, the vast majority of the shit. Yeah, I mean, I will say in my defense, I had played a four-hour session of a role-playing game. I had run like a four-hour session of a role-playing game. During that last one, probably had two or three pints of beer. And then I went downstairs to watch that movie at a little after midnight. And I watched an hour of it and almost fell asleep. And maybe fell asleep for a little bit of it. And yeah. So my, my recollection of the early parts is pretty fuzzy. Um, so the, the group is split up meter made man, uh, runs off and ends up in a tree again, which is how they found him. Hilarious recurring bit. He keeps getting treed by the zombies. Yeah. They rescue him. They decide to head to town because right now they're out in the, the woods. Yeah. So they're like, well, let's the wilds of England. Yeah. So they're like, okay, let's head to town. We'll see if we can find survivors, maybe some provisions. More milk bottles to hit zombies with. That's true. Can never have enough of those. Nope. Also, Milkman's still a thing in England, turns out. Wild. Is it, though, or is it just for the movie? I was kind of wondering that. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, listeners, if any of you are British or know enough about this to know what's real and what's not, let us know if milkmen are still a thing in the in England or the UK in general. Yeah. I would be interested to know. Yeah. And did Brexit fuck that up? Yeah, probably. I mean, assuredly, but... So, uh, they head to town... Where they meet up with a couple of other guys. They see these other guys like, oh shit, they're zombies. Like, wait, no, they're survivors. Well, maybe we shouldn't talk to them because they might take our stuff. And then they get jumped by them anyway. Yeah. Because they're terrible at hiding. But thankfully, they're all, they're all all right, guys. And they uh, decide that they're going to band together. Strength in numbers and whatnot. Yeah. The only way to defeat a zombie horde is with a human horde. Yeah. And uh, the de facto leader of that group is like, man, it's a real shit show in the city. There's zombies everywhere. The military is uh, basically just like icing everybody. Yeah, it's a quarantine zone now. Yeah, they're just as soon shoot you as help you. So, uh, he says the best course of action is to head back out to the field areas. 
Yes. So they feel like we just came from there. Yeah. No, no, they don't say that though. But they should have. So be interesting. That would have been interesting. So they uh they head back out to the countryside, and uh maybe not now, but at some point, probably earlier, definitely later, we're treated to some flashbacks. Well, I think they meet up. So they 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 meet up in a place with some women. Like, it's it's like a I don't know if it's like a warehouse or storage place or a church or what. Yeah, it's it's some kind of like big garage on a farm. Yeah, yeah, like someone's like Morton Building or something. Yeah, where they keep all their farm stuff. <laughs> like chickens or whatever. I don't fucking know what you keep in a farm thing. <laughs> tractors? Yeah, sure. Tractors and combines and there you go. Threshers. And gin mill and uh cotton gins. Yeah. And just regular gin. Yes. A warehouse full of gin makes farming much better. It smells like diesel fuel and Christmas. <laughs> and uh yeah so like yeah so they meet with these women one of the women apparently takes a fancy to milkman which is kind of funny because he is not the uh the ro- the the action hero stereotype looking guy yeah but it's also unfortunate because the whole that poor lady her whole bit in this movie is she's not attractive but she wants to fuck yeah like all the time wants to fuck. Yeah, maybe zombies make her horny. Well, turns out flashback stories do. <laughs> yes, and this is when we start getting the flashbacks as to how everyone ended up where they are. Um there's Postman, I think, is one of the early ones. Yeah. And he's talking about how Oh wait, his was his was earlier. Yes, yes, it was. It was when it was just the three of them. Yeah, because they were because they were making fun of him, and he's like, "Look, I've seen some shit." And they're like, "Really? You've seen some shit?" He's like, "Yeah." Before my current route, I used to have to go to this other place. And that place was, it was an estate, which or a council estate, which basically we in the U.S. we would have called the projects. And so, like, he would get bags of piss thrown at him as he was walking down the street. Um, dogs would attack him. Uh, some people threw bags of poo at him. Yeah. And then he saw like some old lady, like it looked like she was gardening with her dog, but it turns out she was eating the dog's guts because she's a zombie. Yeah. And well, he does stomp a dog to death, which was fucking weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, oh, yeah, this made me tough. And so he goes, like, and, like, gets an umbrella to protect himself, protect himself from the bags of piss. And then, like, a dog attacks him. He just, like, stomps it. I'm like, oh, that's not cool. Like, no. That's no, no. Yeah, stomps it and then throws the mail at it. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what the hell is going on, England? Yeah. Does that happen a lot? I hope not. And he uh, catches a a poo balloon and throws it back at small children, which I'll admit I'm not above thinking it's funny to throw a shit balloon at kids. Well, I I think it's funny to throw it back at the kids. Like, 
you know, I, just randomly like filling bags with poop and throwing them at people. Eh, not my jam. If someone throws a bag of poo at me and I catch it and throw it back at them and splat them, I'm okay with that. Well, agree to disagree. <laughs> uh, Milkman tells a uh, bunch of lies over well, over top of his flashback. It's more like he just takes the most heroic interpretation of what he did and doubles it. Yeah. Yeah, his story he tells is he bravely fends off zombies and escapes and and then takes a defensive position until mailman shows up. But really what he did was cower and hide and eat a bunch of sweets because he's a fat fuck. Yeah, in a phone booth. Yeah, throws an apple because he can't be having healthy foods. Ha ha. Uh, he's a fatty. Ha ha. It's, it's funny. It's funny because of stereotypes. Yes. There's nothing more funny than stereotypes. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> um, I don't even remember the parking guy's flashback. It was that boring. I don't think he had one. Oh, maybe he didn't. Who the fuck knows? Uh... There's a joke about rim jobs somewhere in here. It's probably plot relevant. Yeah. Uh, two of the guys worked at a bakery? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, and the one guy worked there. I think the other guy was just there for some scones or whatever. Yeah. Crumpets and scones. Chip, chip. Cheerio. All that rot. Yes. Dogs, bollocks. And, uh... They decide that it's time to turn in for the night. Oh, you're not actually going to describe the flashback for the the bakery? You're just going to say that it happens? Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to put more effort in than the movie makers did. It's just not (laughs) a thing I'm prepared to do. Okay, I'm fine with that. So, uh... they, They go to turn in for the night. Two of the girls... take watch... But they catch uh, head of the city boys making a radio contact with the army. We have uh, determined our bad at this point. Would you describe them as wild boys? Uh, no. Okay. I thought about it. Was considering it highly. <laughs> And uh, the girls are like, uh-oh. Yeah, because he's like on the radio, and he's like, hey, I've got a bunch of survivors here that aren't effect- infected. What do you want me to do about it? And they're like, bring them to this rendezvous pot spot so we can kill them. And then he's like, but I just told you they're not infected. They're like, no, you're going to bring them there so we can kill them. And he's like, well, you know what? I'm no pl- Homie, don't play that. Yeah. But, but of course, the women leave before he says that part. They just hear the the military tell him to bring them to a spot so they can be killed. I sure hope this misunderstanding doesn't play out in unforeseen ways later in the movie. What? I can't imagine it will. No. No. It'll I just, be fine. It's, it's, yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah, it's all fine. This is fine. And, uh, 
I'm going to throw it in here because it probably already happened and we just didn't say so. But Edward Furlong has a motorcycle and he's leading the zombies, it looks like. Or they're following him, at least. And he looks vaguely zombie-ish. Yeah, zombie-adjacent. Yeah. He looks like he hasn't had any fruit in quite a while. He's got the scurvy. Yep. And, uh... We learned from his flashbacks that, uh, okay, we'll just give you his backstory now, but every four minutes when we talk, just think about it again. Yeah. And, and so just, I ran a bit of it too. Like not the whole thing, just like a small chunk of it. Yeah. Maybe think about the same thing we already said in a slightly different sequence. Um, his wife died. He's upset. And the doctor tells him that he'll go get a priest for the body. Yeah. E- even though he was going to choke out the doctor because I guess it's his fault. I mean, he said it's his. It, the, I mean, Edward Furlong said it was Edward Furlong's fault. Yeah. I mean, that's all I can tell you about that because they never say why he would say that. They don't show us anything like that. But his wife also has her English ways. Yeah. And he was very accommodating of them. Yes. She says that multiple times. Well, no, she says it once, but they show it multiple times. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's basically like a three-minute scene that they somehow chop and skew take up fucking 20 minutes of the movie somehow. I don't know how they did it. It's amazing. Uh, You say amazing. I say horrible. I was more amazed at the audacity of it, I guess. Oh, okay. How ostentatious I I said out loud to no one in particular. (laughs) Uh, Indeed, indeed. So, uh, Team Farmhouse. That's an inaccurate statement. Yep. They decide to head out the next day to go to the place that isn't where they are. Yep. For unclear reasons. Yep. That is correct. Uh, There are some zombies. Yes. They run from them. Then they stop. Yep. Uh, cue Edward Furlong flashback scene that doesn't seem to make sense narratively. Mm. Uh, run from the zombies. Stop. Yep. Hmm. Um. Oh, and then just to really, really change it up, they run from the zombies. What? But then they stop. Oh. Um. Yeah. So okay. There's there's the second act. Yeah. <laughs> right. But then do we now we get to the best part of the movie? Oh yeah. When they show up at a church. And in the church is the the best part of the movie. Father Larry. Yeah. And uh. He is drunk 
as fuck. Yep. He was drinking about that movie, that's for certain. Because after the zombie apocalypse kicked off, he decided he was just going to drink sacramental wine. Fuck it. Yeah, why not? God's not using it. Yeah. So everybody shows up, and he's like, hey, what's up? I'm drunk as hell. And they're like, why are you so drunk? He's like, because I have feelings. I don't want to have feelings. Yeah. And he, uh, he comes down with a bad case of exposition. Oh, man, that's the worst. Yeah, it's a shame, because I really like Father Lawrence. Father Larry. And he's like, okay, so here's what's going on. Seven, the seven days of the seven souls of the seven people and the seven archangels with their powers combined. And the 7-Eleven. Yeah, and seven samurai. And seven dust. Yeah. Weird. And the lucky number seven. Yeah. And, uh, all, all this is happening because of voodoo. Voodoo? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you do? Do what? Voodoo. And, uh, he basically says that somewhere is the zombie king. And he used voodoo to call the name who escapes me, the trickster. Yeah, he he uses voodoo magic to call Corey Feldman, who in turn makes the dead come back to life with the seven most powerful zombie souls that live in a flask. Because then, yeah, and in seven days. Every everything's a zombie, uh, maybe or something, or the dead will rise at that point, or they stay risen, or all the dead will rise, not just people who are bit by zombies. Yeah, maybe. the The important or, thing is, Flask, is it, Edward Furlong, Corey Feldman. You mean the important part isn't that it's unclear. Oh, no, no, no. That's not important. If it was important for it to be understandable, they would have fixed it. (laughs) Instead of making it nigh-incomprehensible. I just love how this movie makes us sound like idiots, like we don't know what we're talking about, when really it's the movie doesn't know what we're talking about. Yeah. But in fairness, like the delivery from Father Lawrence totally works, because it just sounds like drunk, incoherent rambling, which is exactly what it should sound like coming out of his mouth. Yeah, that guy was definitely uh, drinking the wine and chewing the scenery just the right way. Yeah. If it would have been him as the like main protagonist, I would have been all for this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, yeah. let, he uh, lets him know that because voodoo, you can take out the zombies via salt. Yes. I'm assuming it's because salt purifies or something. Yeah. And to demonstrate, he salts up a crucifix and hucks it into a zombie. And it just drops. Yeah. Which is pretty great. Because they've noticed, like, even if they hit the zombies in the head with something, like, 
they get back up. Like, just hitting them in the head doesn't kill them. Yeah. So the, they decide they're going to head back to town to try to get more salt and other things. Yes. But uh, mainly, mainly salt, because that's all they know to get. Yeah. Or all I know they know to get. Um, Zombie things happen in town. Okay, we- yes, there's, there's one bit I want to say. Okay. And that's when they're in the bakery, because... Bakery should have salt because you have to put salt in your bread when you make it because that's how bread works. And one of the guys finds like it looks like a dead or unconscious zombie in a cupboard. So he starts poking at it and slapping it. And then eventually the uh, the zombie says, fuck around and find out and uh, <laughs> takes out that guy because <laughs> that dude was a fucking idiot poking at the sleeping zombie it's like what the fuck is wrong with you he's like, oh, i'm in the middle of a zombie apocalypse and here's a zombie's not moving i'm just gonna kick it see what happens oh i'm dead weird kermit flex all of a sudden but i'm into uh, it i don't know well kermit the frog in a zombie movie would be great i feel yeah also gomer pile Sorry, I was trying to think of a good Rainbow Connection zombie joke, but I couldn't find it. Yeah, so... uh, Rainbow zombie and me. Rainbow zombie and me. Yeah, so that idiot dies because he's a goddamn idiot and he deserved it. (laughs) Is fuck around to find out a saying where you're from, Chris? Um, No. I think that's like a Philly thing. But that also implies a level of social interaction I don't have, so. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like you're the kind of person to socialize with people who would say, fuck around and find out. <laughs> I guess that's fair. I have socialized with people who said, don't start none, there won't be none. So, <laughs> it's not a big leap. So, yeah, we, yeah. we lose... Uh, that idiot. Yep. And meanwhile, uh, back at the church, uh, w- one of the 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 ladies takes out the secret army man for being secret army man. Yeah, yeah, because like, because we know that he had like forsworn the army because they were just going to kill these innocent people. But she didn't know that, and so she was always watching him suspiciously the entire time. And when she had her chance to uh, to take him out, she did so. Yeah, and I was all like, "Oh no!" Such dramatic irony. Yeah, it's like you know, there's other plot threads that you left lying around. You could have left that one, this one lying around too, because that guy at least was kind of entertaining. Yeah, and like he was the most competent. Yeah, he kept everybody alive for the most part. And also, horny lady dies at some point. It's not important. <laughs> she, for- she just disappears and never shows back up again? She fulfilled her job of making rim job jokes. Yep. I actually think maybe she did just never like show up again. I don't remember her actually dying. On set, she just left. 
Yeah, she's like, I, you know, I can't talk about like rim jobs anymore, or about how I want to fuck the mailman or the milkman because, have you seen the milkman? Yeah, and they're like, hey man, like if you don't want the nine dollars, that's your call. Because <laughs> he is not the muffin man, and he does not live on Cherry Lane. So they uh, they all reconvene at the church, a couple members down. Yep, and they're like, where's Father Lawrence? And he's like, I'm here! (laughs) (laughs) Bottle of wine in hand as he gets up off the floor. (laughs) Yeah. So they, uh... I kind of wonder if he was supposed to be a reference to the the priest zombie in 28 Days Later. Like, how he's always lying around and then jumps up. (laughs) I was kind of getting, uh... Uh... Priest guy from, uh... Dead Alive vibes. Oh, yeah, the father, yeah. It kicks ass for the Lord. Yeah. But maybe that was just my my wishful thinking. Well, it would have made the movie better. They uh they steal his wine so they can come up with a plan because tomorrow is the last day before the seven yeah. days and then voodoo shit happens. And uh, their plan is basically. Uh, Was well, this where the the priest tells them uh, why he knows what the zombie king's name is? Yeah. Okay. Because it turns out that zombie king Edward Furlong was a member of his congregation, and he was a good kid. He was just all tore up because of his wife being dead and whatnot. Yep. And. Father Larry was like, hey man, have you ever tried this voodoo? It's pretty pretty hot. Give that a go. Yep. Yeah. He's like, cause you know, that's what that's what Church of England priests should be doing. Well, and, uh, Father Larry pretty- explains that all priests learn about all religions and treat them all equally. But he was just really into that voodoo shit, know what I mean? I'm pretty sure that's not how they're actually taught. I think they may be taught other religions, but why, how, why, and how their religion's better? Because if if your religion's not better, why are you following it? I mean, that's fair. That was like always like I was oh like I just like to you know that was someone once said like oh like I you know I. I think all religions are equal. Like, well, then what are you? Like, oh, I follow this religion. Like, well, why do you follow that one and not all of them if they're all equal? <laughs> yeah, just follow whichever one you want at that point. Yeah, no. You, you obviously think one is better. Just say it. And uh, Father Larry comes up with a plan immediately because he needs that sweet, sweet booze. Yeah, they're like, just dangle it in front of him. Like, you get some more if you give us a plan. He's like, okay, here's the plan. <laughs> We're going to go to the, the, the temple place, and we're going to salt up, and we're going to take out Corey Feldman, and we're going to steal the flask, and then we're going to win, and give me my goddamn booze. Yep, and the, uh, the, 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 you know, and then a reminder that the first seven zombies are the most powerful zombies, kind of like the Antediluvians in Vampire the Masquerade. Yes. E- even though they're the third generation, not the first or the second, but they we're, are the most powerful. They are. So, uh, they gear up, and they head off to, uh, the temple. 
which is just a house, really. But yeah, it's like a nice house. Yeah. That they probably paid like ten bucks to shoot the exterior of, and then did the rest on a soundstage. Like you do. Or a smaller house or a different house. Yeah. Another house. I don't think they. I don't think they could afford a soundstage. Yeah, probably not. And uh, already though, in the house is Corey Feldman and Edward Furlong together at last. Woo, reunited and it feels so good. And this is where we get all six minutes of Corey Feldman. Yep. Because what they do show, like in the priest's flashback, they show Edward Furlong summoning. Corfu or Carl Fu or whatever the fuck his name was. And they, um, yeah, and he's like, I need you to bring my wife back. And he's like, well, you gotta, you gotta put seven souls in the jar and hold on to it for seven days. And then, then uh, you can get your wife. Then I'll bring you your wife. Like you do. Yes. And then Corey, and then like they cut to the seven days later and, Corey Feldman's like, hey, remember how you said that you wanted me to get, bring your wife back? Well, it turns out you have more than one wife. Because you used to have one and then got divorced or she died or whatever. They never really explain wh- why she was no longer his wife because why would that be possibly be important? And and then like, oh, so he's like, well, so I can bring them both back, but I'm going to take you down to hell as payment. Duh. Da, da, da. And Edward Furlong's over along like, no. Like you do. Yep. And then they have a craft battle. It what? involves a craft battle, which involves uh Corey Feldman throwing uh Edward Furlong against the window and pinning him there with his magic. You know, because witches, they don't have rap battles. They have craft battles. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of their jam. Yeah. So, yeah, so Edward Furlong gets pinned to a window with Corey Feldman's magic. And Team Hero uh, is outside trying to get in. Yeah. And they have to fight, like, the seven deadly zombie sins. Yeah. And... One lady just like snaps mailman's neck. No, no, no. He doesn't snap her to his neck. She snapped. She grabs someone on the neck and he falls over. Yeah. Uh, uh, mailman or not mailman. Milkman's like fucking rocking it and just has milk bottles full of salt that you slam on everybody's head. And he gets the last of the seven zombie sins. And um, um, he, he ain't got no bottles. Yeah, he's, he's out. He's, he's spent. And then they turn him into a dead milkman. How long were you waiting for that? <laughs> uh, at least an hour. Okay. <laughs> Just curious. <laughs> it occurred to me, and I was like, I should make this joke. No, I'm going to wait to make that joke on the podcast just to fuck with Chris. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean, it's not as good as the T-Pain joke, because I, I made you say that, but... Yeah. Now all I can hear is bitching Camaro in my head. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so he he gets got uh, the father Larry uh powers up to go save him. Yep. But it's too late, but still he yells and drinks and yells and God bless him. Drinks. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna go fuck shit up after I take another drink. <laughs> I really he belonged on Hellbenders, which I, I think yeah. is funny. But uh, yeah, so uh, Milkman, or not Milkman, Jesus Christ, Mailman, and two of the ladies, one of them being uh, former military man murderess. Yeah, and the, the the head lady. Yeah, the one who's in charge. Yeah. The H L I C writer. I think she might have been the writer of the movie. Because, I mean, if you're going to write a movie, you might as well, like, make yourself the leader of the group in the movie, right? I mean, if you're not going to make yourself the final girl, what are you even fucking doing? I don't know. I mean, I make myself the final girl in all the movies I write. Yeah. That's what I do when I write my movies. And by movies, I mean bad pick. And by movies, I mean nothing, because I've never written anything remotely like a movie or, a, like, more than two-page story. And, uh... They bust into the whole scene with Corey Feldman and Edward Furlong. I think you mean the craft battle. The craft battle. I do mean that. You're correct there we go. in your assertion. Thank you. And uh, uh, I don't know, man. It goes white. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, the power of God maybe came down and said, fuck this shit. How did your humans fuck shit up so bad so quickly? Yeah. And uh yeah, then the the three heroes are walking down the street or the country road, I suppose, more accurately. It's going to take them home. That's where they belong. Yeah, <laughs> West Virginia. Uh it's a hell of a walk, but <laughs> also <laughs> swim. They, but when they get there, there's a mountain mama waiting for them. And uh Hey, have you ever seen Night of the Living Dead? <laughs> I, I'm asking for unrelated reasons. <laughs> uh, yes, I've seen Night of the Living Dead. We watched it for our 100th episode on the podcast, Chris. <laughs> yeah, you remember how that ends? Except for it's all like, oh man, that's a real drag. Yes. Okay, what if you weren't invested in anything at all that was happening and then that happened? Uh, I'd probably go like, oh, look. They're being shot by the military. Of course they are. What's, what else was going to happen, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure the, the post the post guy, the mailman, was hoping for an epic threesome, but that's not what he got. Yeah, it had all the emotional weight of uh, waking up slightly before when your alarm goes off. <laughs> Uh, I don't need an alarm anymore. I have my dog. She likes to wake me up an hour before my alarm goes off, and then I can't get back to sleep. There you go. Problem solved? Yeah. Uh. But yes, and then there's credits, and then there's a stinger. Yeah. And it's uh, Edward Furlong explaining that everybody's dead. That they're all dead, Dave. It didn't work. Dead. And now that they're they're dead, they have to pick a side. 
Are you on team Corey Feldman or the other one that has just been established as existing? Yeah, because apparently, like, the gates of hell have been thrown wide open, so the dead are rising on the on the earth. But apparently, the dead just want to stay dead, probably because dead is better. And uh, they uh, they're fighting Corey Feldman to just be fucking dead, please. Thank you. Yeah. Which honestly is a way better premise than the rest of this fucking movie, and they put it like the last two minutes of the fucking movie. Yeah. And that's it. We're done. It's over. We survived. Yeah, but they didn't. Lol. And what did you think of this movie, Chris? Uh, not much. I <laughs> it's um It's not very good. It is like two different movies, neither of which could have possibly carried 90 minutes of runtime slammed together and by their powers combined yeah they're still only good for maybe 45 minutes uh Edward Furlong and Corey Feldman star in this the same way I starred in Milk Money which is to say not at all (laughs) Corey Feldman was on set for like a couple of hours tops. He, he probably spent more in make more time in makeup than he did shooting his scenes. Yeah. Edward Furlong at best two days. It's hard to tell because they kept showing us the same fucking footage over and over. And you're like, wait, did I see this part already or not? Or what about this part? Like how long I kind of want someone to do just a super cut of all of his parts to have it. So we actually have an actual idea of how much he actually filmed. Yeah, I mean, th- this movie is for you if you find yourself thinking, man, I would really like a subpar knockoff of Shaun of the Dead, but with way more nonsense and way past their prime ex-child actors. And less pay- pathos. Yeah, it's just... Every so often, there is a scene that is... I would say not funny, but occasionally I did exhale sharply out of my nose. <laughs> I think that's the probably the best compliment I can pay the movie. Once or twice I went, hmm. <laughs> hey, I see what you did. You tried to do. Uh, Father Larry is the standout. Uh, why the hell they didn't see that guy and go, no, he needs to be in all of this is beyond me. Yeah. I like, did he only have like a week to shoot or something? And so he's like, I can give you a week. And they're like, okay, we'll take it. And then they like just did what they could with it. Yeah. I, the best part of this movie was I watched it on Tubi. And my favorite part was when commercials would come on because it meant I didn't have to watch the movie for a minute and a half. <laughs> it also is available on Amazon prime. If you have a, Prime subscription for free. But I I say give this one a wide berth. You're missing literally nothing. Except for, I don't know, maybe you want to have that feeling of existential dread that you've wasted some of your finite time on Earth. 
I guess. If that's what you're looking for, go ahead and watch it. But otherwise, I say pass. Troy? This movie made me wonder if how badly I've aged. Because I see Edward Furlong and Corey Feldman, and I was like, did I age as poorly as they did? I mean, I don't think so, but I also tend to see the best of myself in the mirror. So now I'm kind of worried that I have not aged nearly as well as Corey Feldman and Edward Furlong. And that is to say, they did not age well, so I would have aged really badly. But that's really like the, the only dread or scary part of this movie is making you wonder how badly you've aged. Yeah. Um, I mean, Chris said pretty much everything I was thinking. Um, yeah. This movie, it's not as bad as uh, The Last Vampire on Earth. Yep. Okay. I could, I could, the only reason I remember that movie's name is because Chris told it to me earlier. Because otherwise, I never remember what fucking movie that is. It was better than that movie. It was not as good as Birdemic. So there you go. Don't watch it. Yeah, it's all fair. So what are you watching next week, Chris? Uh, we're going to watch Hack-O-Lantern. As suggested to us by Christian LeBlanc. Yeah, via the Discord. Yeah, because he's on the Discord and talks to us, and we like it. What if other people would like to be on the Discord and talk and see if we like it? How would they do that? Well, they would go to discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com to get an invite. Um, otherwise, if there's, if would like to reach out to us other ways, they could reach out to us on Facebook where we're Slaughterhouse Princess. They could email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. They could tweet us at Slaughter Prince, which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels in princess because Chris doesn't understand how character limits work on Twitter handles. Uh, they could go to our subreddit, r slash SHP podcast, and leave a, a thread for us there. Uh, if, and if, you know, you don't want to talk to us, but you want to buy merch, you could go to store.sarosprincess.com or you could just give us money directly at patreon.sarosprincess.com. And if you want to listen to us a way different than the way you currently are, um, you could go to pretty much any podcast aggregator anywhere and listen to us there. That's a good poll. Yeah. So come back next time for Hack O Lantern. And whether podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye. That's where you made your first mistake. Mm, mistakes were made. <laughs>